Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music. For all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We're almost through the second month of this year, but that doesn't mean that you should forget about those New Year's resolutions, your new goals, especially your skincare goals, small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. I've been using this stuff. Look at me. Look at my face, Pace Case. You're glowing. How young do I look? Tell me. Tell me the number. That's a Pace Case glow. You look like a little baby. Thank you. That's the look I'm going for. And uh, I put the stuff on at night. (laughs) Dime's eye cream. And then they have a, a dewy day cream that I also use. And this is the result. I, I've i literally never used a moisturizer before. Mm-hmm. I've always had oily skin, but now it's getting to that time. And I made one of my New Year's resolutions to be to do my skincare routine. And I'm using the dewy day cream in the morning. I keep it on the left. Using the restorative night cream, I keep it on the right. It's bim, bam, boom. I know which one to use. And now my face is moisturized all the time and it's so nice you look like a baby as well thank you i was waiting for it (laughs) (laughs) a little slow (laughs) but uh this takes the guesswork out of the routine so uh, this is part of the work system the two moisturizers there's also a sold out retinol alternative the tbt cream uh i can't wait to try that one as well Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Before we begin today's show, I just wanted to take a quick second to shout out there is going to be another pit viewing party of the upcoming season of Golden Bachelor and BIP Season 9 at Wolfie's in Highland Park. I know uh, last season it was at a different bar on the east side in Los Angeles, but now it is going to be at Wolfie's in Highland Park. A pit member reached out to us and said they're putting this event on again. So if you enjoyed going to the last one, or if you didn't get a chance to, you can check it out now. This Thursday night, Wolfie's Highland Park. There's going to be a bunch of pit people there watching our beloved game. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. Today is Tuesday. And because we did Twibbon last Friday, we have a very special uh, episode today. We have an incredible guest with us to discuss all things Bachelor. This is a huge week. We've got Golden Bachelor coming out, BIP Season 9, and there is no one better to have on our podcast right now to discuss all of these things happening in the nation than the Season 16 ring winner. 
the best-selling author of I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends, the host of the After Reality Podcast, mother, wife, a multi-multi-hyphenate, Courtney Robertson. Welcome to the show. Well, hello. I'm happy to be here. Welcome, Courtney. I know. I feel like we haven't checked in since Gore Girl Summer. It was time. Your podcast has taken off since we last chatted with you. Well, I could really butter your guys' biscuits right up because you guys are the best <laughs> coaches and you have lifted me up. It's been a year since we started and all thanks to you guys. So hats off. It's, it's definitely not all thanks to us. Not all thanks to us. I mean, for us, it has okay. been an absolute pleasure to work with you on this project and, and to see where you're taking it is just uh, incredible. You've had some huge guests. Everybody from uh, luminaries within the coverage nation like Dave Neal to uh, ring winners who have been treated like complete shit by the producers like uh, Tino Franco. You had Braden on. You had Chad Johnson on, which, look, uh, feel how you want about Chad Johnson. That interview was fucking incredible, in my opinion. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? I do like bringing the, the old contestants back. Just like, hey, catch up. Where are you? Because longtime fans need to know. It's like when they do those celebrities, like, where are they now? I just had Drew Kenny on and, you know, I'm still kicking myself. He just did Oppenheimer. And I'm like, I should have asked him how it was, you know, filming with Christopher Nolan. Right. So I'm learning as I go, but like Tino Franco. Yeah. You get him yeah. back on. Yeah. I, I was like going to call him, like phone a friend. I'm like, my husband's like, did you ask him? I was like, damn it. So learning as I go, yeah. but like Tino Franco, for example, like the thing I'm loving about it is having uh, these newer contestants come off that like they're, I remember where they're like, when you come off the show, you don't really know what to do. He's just finally off contract. And we had like a very similar experience where we were picked. And our leads, you know, really kind of drove the show. Like, we both felt like we were kind of treated like second-class citizens. So, and there was cheating scandals. So, mm -hmm. it's been really fun. I've got some mm. great guests coming up. But, yeah, it's just, it's going to be great. I've got Sarah Heron's episode coming out this week, you know, covering yes. topics of motherhood and infertility and it's just been a blast, you guys. And her wedding. And her wedding in the Grand Canyon. She just started another round of IVF. So, yeah, it's just been a blast. I've got the Bella Twins coming up. Um, oh, got that's, some hot that's crazy. irons in the pan. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's not all Bachelor, but I do really enjoy the Bachelor contestants. Well, I mean, the Bella Twins were on The Bachelor. That's right. They hosted a uh, group date, I believe, that was a pro wrestling group date in season. It was recent. <laughs> It was in one of the bubble seasons. Wasn't Look at it? how he has this like wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Just like you pull from it, Chad. Your brain I is. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> what? Poor thing. <laughs> I've chosen this. Or maybe it chose me. I don't know. I'm just saying it to myself also. <laughs> it's, where, it's where I am now. So you've been doing uh, this podcast, like you said, for almost a year. Let me ask you this. As somebody who also does a podcast or two, what is the biggest thing you've Three. learned? Three. Sorry. And what is your favorite thing about doing a podcast? Oh, great questions. Um, well, obviously the technical side, I kind of geeked out on, but that has been a big learning curve mm. for me. But like now I've started editing my own episodes and and through that I've learned mm. carrying myself back like, okay, I say I'm a lot or, you yes. know, holding back and not interrupting my guests. Um, that's a, I've noticed it's translated into my day-to-day -day life and how I'm interacting with people. Like Wait, what in do my you mean? mind, I'm like, like, you don't, you edit yourself while you're talking? 
I kind of have been like, yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, because it's like different to be on this side, but I'm like, wow, I really need to focus on listening more. That's something I've learned about myself and like not thinking about the next thing I'm going to say and really, mm -hmm. you know, so that was something I've learned. Do you guys feel that way at all? Like when you're just in your day to day life? hundred yes. percent. When I, when we first started doing Game of Roses, I edited the first, I don't know how many episodes, hundreds. All the ones with music in the background. Yeah. All the ones with wall to wall music, my wall of sound <laughs> technique. The exact same thing happened to me when I first started editing our podcast. I really recognized what I was doing in my speech patterns and what was bad for podcasting. And then it started like I stopped doing that in the podcast to some degree. I started like censoring how I spoke. And it carried over into my real life as well. 100%. I feel like sometimes if I'm talking to somebody, I'll go into like podcast voice. So you know what I mean? Like into that mode, like nice to meet you. What do you do for a living? That sounds incredible. Not really like that, but you know what I mean? Absolutely. Having that curiosity and asking, you get used to asking those follow-up questions. I edited maybe one of our episodes, but I've edited my other podcast a lot. And my thing I have to keep cutting out is I go, you know, and I'm oh, like, I didn't same. even know I said that at all. Well, my dad listens and he told me, my dad's like, you know, tough love. He's like, Courtney, you say, you know, a lot. You need to work on that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> he's like the, probably the first person to listen each week. But that's, Aww. you know, you know, look, at, yeah. oh, I just I did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't fully edited it out of my speech patterns yet. What would you say is your favorite thing about podcasting? You know, I I think, I think honestly, it's like I've been re I'm a one man band. So like I, I'll DM when the kids are napping and I've really connected with some incredible people. Uh, you know, I've got Justin Long and his brother, Christian Long, who are massive Bachelor fans. We've been messaging. They're going to come on oh, once cool. the, the new Hell season yeah. starts airing. And, you know, just, uh, you know, I've been messaging with Rachel Levis from Vanderpump Rules, and she actually reached out to me and was like, I love your podcast. And That's great. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And she's listened to, like, all the episodes, and, you know, she's like, spoiler alert, she's getting ready to do her own. But uh, having been in the reality TV space and then, like, talking to other people on other networks as well has been, I feel like I'm making friends. I did come here to make friends. <laughs> So uh, that's, you know, that's been really cool to connect with people of all walks of life. Like I said, actors, fans of the show, and then, you know, Love is Blind. I've got somebody coming on from Queer Ultimatum. So that's been a lot of fun for me is just connecting with new people and hearing their sides of the, sh the story. Does it make you think of your experience differently because of that? Your experience on the show? It doesn't change the way I think of my experience on the show, really, because it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the paint's dry. But <laughs> I can, I can put, like, really put myself in, like, like for example, Tino, like, his shoes. Mm. And, like, he's just this, like, young baby coming off the show. And he just hearing the way he's, like, it, it takes me back to how I felt back mm -hmm. then, for sure. You know, he's going through all the things that I went through. Um and that's just one one example, but it's just it's been a blast, you guys. I love it. I see why you do this, and Chad, why you have three. <laughs> yeah. I think that's more about <laughs> compulsion than it is about uh, having fun. But 
you know, one person's compulsion is another person's fun. <laughs> I literally, I can't help it. I just have to do this. But uh, who is there? Somebody that you haven't talked to yet that would be like your dream guest? Somebody you really do want to talk to? I would love to talk to Caitlin Bristow, and we've messaged. I, I, w- I really am a hopeless romantic, and I love relationships. And like, you know, I know you guys are both in relationships, but I really want to tap into that. I have a dating expert coming on soon. Oh, cool. And finding love. And that's why I went on The Bachelor. But I want to talk to her post-breakup and, you know, uh, pick her brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you had Sean Booth. Yeah, Sean Booth. Oh, I should have asked if he was seeing somebody. And then a week later, he's like, I'm having a baby. I'm like, ah, screwed the pooch on that. But... um, Obviously, I'd really love to have David Spade on. Uh, mm-hmm. We, I've asked him multiple mm-hmm. times. We, we have a friendship. We go way back. We're both from Arizona. He's not watching the show anymore, though. He's doing fly on the wall. Um, so at some point, he said he will come on. But I think that would be a fun. He doesn't have to watch. He can just talk about his celebrity guest hosting. Plus, exactly. I mean, even beyond that, though, I'm, that guy has had like such a fascinating career. From yeah. starting out doing stand-up to Saturday Night Live to all the movies that he did. And now he's kind of perpetually in the the Adam Sandler friend group that's like always in his movies whenever he's shooting a movie. Um, but speaking of Sean Booth, let me ask you a question about Nick Bial. Um, you have, at the end of some of your episodes, you were doing a thing where you were calling him just to see if he's <laughs> he'd answer. Because he said he was going to come on your podcast and then he completely flaked on you, right? And you're trying to track him down. Yeah, wait, what do you call your flakers? I call it, well, I call him a weasel, but he's a frosted flake <laughs> a frosted for flake. sure. There we go. <laughs> By all the weasel, by all the frosted flake. All right, so you got his voicemail every time. You never got him. What would you say to Nick Vial right now? Assume he's listening to this. Mm-hmm. Get your ass in the hot seat. You know, he's got to be vulnerable. I think that there's a control issue. And oh, I think you think? that. Uh, yeah. And by the way, I got his real number. I was calling his old number. Oh, I see. Let's call him right now. Where's my phone? <laughs> um, I like, and then, but I was DMing him on Instagram. Yeah. So okay. I saw it shows if it's seen. Yeah. And like, he was responding when I was like, let's promote your book. But I do think that there's a control issue there. 100%. And I think that he needs to be vulnerable. Like, I want to ask him everything, you know, all the things. Would you go on his? Absolutely. So that was the thing. He asked me to come on his, but he only does in person. And, you know, my husband's like, Courtney, we'll fly you out there. It was the day after the Super Bowl. I'm like, the airport's going to be crazy. I'm not going to just drop everything. Mm -hmm. I don't live in LA. So, but I would love to come on his. You know, I could see him being maybe a little bit of a bully to me, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you'd be able to handle him personally. Oh, yeah. I've met him before, so. Oh, okay. We met him once, Pace Case and I, for a brief, uh, beautiful moment mm-hmm. in a bar in Hollywood. But that being said, let's move on. Let's talk about some Bachelor-related questions now. Uh, everything is popping off within the nation right now. As we record this on Monday, September 25th, the end of this week is going to mark the premiere of Golden Bachelor and the premiere of VIP Season 9 simultaneously this Thursday night. Are you planning to watch Golden Bachelor? And what do you think the show is going to change in the culture and the fandom of Bachelor? Oh, I'll be... I'm here for it. Drink every time they say pickleball. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we should come up with some pickle-themed drinks. Pickleback. This is how you get alcohol poisoning, wind up in the hospital. Right. 
the prickly pear or something kind of Southwestern for sure. I'm going to be watching. I, you know, it's very similar to my dad's story. My mom passed away four years ago and my dad had a hard time dating, Mm. um, right after. And so I just feel like it's very wholesome. Like you can't talk shit about the golden bachelor. You know, some people will, I'm sure I'll be watching. Um, it's such a variety. Oh yeah. Some people will. The variety of women, if you, the way they're promoting this, by the way, top tier. Do you guys remember my bachelor promo picture? Horrible. Blue backdrop, like blue, the member of the blue uh, backdrops. I look like a glamour shot. Yeah. And now these women are, they're so elevated. I think they're listening to your podcast because I really think they're taking notes as far as elevating the marketing. They 100% mm-hmm. are listening to our podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how I can confirm that. I can only tell you that I can confirm that. Everybody from the the top to the bottom. Well, I wanted to reach out to producers to see if they'd get you on a hooju date, which I think is brilliant. I still might. You know, I think as much as they listen to our show, they will never acknowledge it. Well, there was a DLP sign in the document. That's true. But there was no formal acknowledgement. That's not acknowledgement? No. That's like to us and to that DLP sign in that uh, tell-all episode was for us. And by us, I mean everybody in the pit. And that's it. They're mm-hmm. not coming out and saying, watch Game of Roses or even saying what that means. It's a, if you know, you know kind of thing. Mm. Which is great. And I'm curious to see what you guys think. I mean, as far as the the show goes, I mean, they're obviously going to have a, a golden bachelorette. We're going to fall in love with somebody. I have a friend mm-hmm. who has uh, made it to the third uh, round mm-hmm. of his season. Friend of a friend. So I can't wait. Could be a shoe in oh, Interesting. Yeah. But like, I'm curious to know, and maybe Bachelor data could tell us like what the viewership is. Like, is it younger? Is it older? I mean, I have to think that this season is going to soar. Yes, because it is mm-hmm. still on network TV, which is a, a predominantly older generation. It's mainly baby boomers that, that still have network TV. And I think they're all going to love this. I mean, but I'll, I'll say this too. I Many of my friends obviously know that Bachelor is a big part of my life and that I do these podcasts and stuff about it. And they don't watch. They they dismiss it as just kind of frivolous, stupid reality mm-hmm. TV. They don't respect you. No, they don't at all. Nor do they care. And and that's fine. Like I don't I don't give a shit either. They watch football or, or whatever they watch. I watch Bachelor. But mm-hmm. all these friends who kind of dismiss this have DM'd me over the course of yeah. the last whatever two or three weeks. Like, oh my God, have you seen this Golden Bachelor thing? And I'm just like, yeah, I've seen it, dude. What, what are you talking about? Of course. But uh, they all are like, it's, I don't know if it's because of the marketing or the premise or what, but Golden Bachelor Mm. is like penetrating people's bubbles that don't normally watch the show, at least in my kind of circle of friends. Everyone is aware of it. Same with me. Yeah. I've gotten so many texts from people who have never watched the regular show who are like, again, have you heard of Golden Bachelor? And I'm like, what? What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> Who all hasn't? My time? And they were promoting that for so long. Yeah. I listened to him on a groceries uh, podcast and he applied when they first announced it, which I thought was cool. And then COVID hit. Yeah. By the way, his celebrity crush was a little confusing. Who was it? Do you guys know who it no. was? Penelope Cruz and Sandra Bullock. Okay. Okay. So he likes brunettes. But then you see the cast. I don't know if you guys heard that. But yeah, he said he thought Sandra Bullock was age appropriate. And then Penelope Cruz was his celeb crush. Oh, in terms of the age. Well, we were surprised by the ages of the player pool. We were thinking, I thought there would be somebody in their like late 30s, early 40s. 
but they're not going below 60s. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can imagine. I thought they would do that as well. I thought specifically they'd do it. But like you're saying, this is more of a prestige thing, it feels like. They really are treating them well. The marketing is really good. Like you're saying, the player photos. But what about the drama? There's got to be drama. The claws have got to come out a little bit. Like, that's what I worry about. Is there going to be drama? You know, there's going to be a lot of sad stories. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. But we all want that villain. And I can't wait to interview the villain that comes off the season. <laughs> Who is that going to be, though? And how? I think it's going to be April. <laughs> all right. I think it might be Matt Just, James's mom because she because she knows how it works, you know? She's, yeah. So she'll be a villain. I don't know if they would do that to Matt. I don't think they can do it to any of these players. Chad, there's going to be a villain. Villains are going to vill. I know, but like <sighs> villainy in reality TV... To me, and I could be wrong about this, villainy seems like a younger person's strategy. You know, a kind of attitude that's like, fuck this. I don't need this shit. I'm not, as your book is titled, I didn't come here to make friends. Right. As your book is titled, fuck this. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck this. I didn't come here to make friends. No, I'm just saying like, that doesn't, it doesn't seem to me like somebody who has had a bunch of life experience. And in most cases, these women have all been married. They have kids. It's just like, Aren't they kind of over it? I feel like that it's going to be hard for them to drum up believable villainy because it's mm. it's like they've seen too much or something. You know what I mean? Hey, put put 30 women in a house. Maybe some of them are menopausal and their cameras are mm. on. They've never been put in this situation. They've timed it to only be menopausal. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be one man. You know, they're all going for the title. Yeah. You only get one shot at the title and you're the production side of it. Like it's now your time to steal him and all this. And by the way, the late night filming, I mean, they probably go to bed early. That's a whole other element. I mean, they better let him nap. Yeah. These are just all things I'm thinking of, you know, that can make a person act a little out of character. Yeah. I think you're right. You know what? You've changed my mind. I think there will be a villain (laughs) because what you're saying is true about like, they don't, to my knowledge, and the, my knowledge is not complete on this, but I have received some. They do make them sleep in bunk beds. They do keep them up until <gasps> fucking midnight or noon the next day after night one. No. Yes. And, and really, yeah. and there's a physical component to this game that I think a lot of people aren't aware of that has to do with how much sleep you're getting and what kind of food you're eating and just the physical stamina mm-hmm. required to even go through this, let alone if they have them uh, doing like forced violence group dates, I don't think they're going to be playing tackle football, but maybe who knows? Do you think there will be more self eliminations? No, I think that they're, I wonder if they're going to do skin play. Like if they'll do like swimsuits, like, you know, when they cancel, it's every season, they cancel the date or whatever, the cocktail party and they just do a pool party. Yes. I think for sure they're going to have that. A lot of, a lot of sarongs. They're absolutely going to have a villain, but I think it'll, my prediction is it'll be more in the style of like real housewives and it'll mm. be April just from her Instagram. April. Really? Is she the one that wrote the book? Is she the one that had the, do you guys know the one that wrote the one wrote a book and oh my gosh, I wish I had my notes handy. Yeah. She's got some a history for sure. I think I remember that when we were going through their Instagrams, I'm not sure if it was April or not, but uh, you you've been, you've seen bachelor nation from the inside. Oh, yeah. You're you're now talking to people. You're still an active member in it. Where do you think the nation is currently? Where do you think the show is currently? Good place, bad place, medium place with all these new shows with Bachelor in Paradise and uh, Golden Bachelor mm-hmm. coming out. 
I just think that there's so many shows coming out that are so good that it's, it's, you know, on Netflix, love is blind. Are you watching it? I'm, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm going to binge watch it today. Okay. Are they all out? First four episodes. Oh, I'm watching all of them after we hang up. Um, but no, I really, I think it's fine. I think that bachelor nation is, it runs deep. Mm-hmm. I, I, a lot of people like you saying your friends reaching out to you, a lot of friends that I've watched years on years with aren't watching anymore. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I, and I feel like it's like the social media part, the influencing part. And, um, but I know internally just through my friends and network that there's been a lot of changes going on. Hell, I just sent somebody, I had two girls reach out to me to go on Joey season Mm -hmm. and I used to send them right to casting and they would usually interview them right away. And she, the, the casting lady that casted me was like, I'm no longer there none of my friends are there. Like just, that's just casting. They have a whole new team. She said, Courtney, so much has changed. So I, and then, you know, Mike Fleiss, you know, out the door. I think that's affecting it. They did kind of a house cleaning when, when Fleiss got ousted, they, they did some, uh, what do you want to call it? Like (laughs) an internal investigation to find who was loyal to him. And they tried to get rid of as many of those people as possible. So it was a lot of like really old school people who had been there from the beginning. They got rid of them totally. I think at least if we are to look at charity season um, and take that as any indication of where the franchise is headed, I do feel like it was a better season than we've oh, yeah. seen mm-hmm. uh, in the past three or four I years. I completely you know? agree. And they have, you know, I was on the lotto date. I mean, the changes that I saw from when I was on group dates, they have social media. They have like people doing social media yeah. behind the scenes and doing TikToks and all this stuff. So I do think that they're taking notes from you and that they are going to elevate. hundred oh, percent. That they need to because they're kind of getting left behind on that. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll be curious to see how it goes. I saw Gary Turner has an Instagram. I followed him today, but I I don't think it's going anywhere. I just I don't think that they'll ever go away completely. But I do yeah. think that there are some growing pains, and I've heard that the budget is way down, which is shocking to me because I've traveled with ABC and they are not cheap. But it's like <laughs> just television is a different era. Budgets for everything are oh, down 100%. because the the corporations that create all this content that own it all are always looking for ways to pinch money out of the people who make it always that has been that way since the dawn of time and they just got really good at it over the past 10 years or so i don't i don't know how it happened this way and definitely ratings are are dwindling and stuff on network tv that said they're still able to charge premium ad rates for all the stuff that they're putting in the shows as long as you maintain that top spot which bachelor does pretty much every monday night but um you, you mentioned Love is Blind and these other shows coming out. I have watched the first four episodes of this season. And I, I guess I won't mention what this is. It's kind of a spoiler. But like the producers do something this season that is Ooh. it completely undermines the premise of the show. And wow. coming off of season four, which I thought was fantastic, other than the, the live finale debacle, <laughs> the season five seems to be a movement into an experimental era where they are really pushing shit and like, uh, it almost seems like they they think the audience is stupid in a similar way that Bachelor mm. does, where it's like, oh, Sally's wow. suitcase must have been real. You know, it's that level of of just kind of like kind of campy. On, you know, it's not even campy. It's just like it's unbelievable that what you're watching is even happening uh, in terms of like people's reactions to this thing. 
Um, at any oh, rate, God. that said, you know, you mentioned like your your bad rookie photos or whatever back in season sixteen. Have you seen how Love Is Blind does their cast reveals on Instagram? Mm-mm. It's beautiful. It's like highly graphically integrated little titles and. Everybody is tagged in their photos on the official Love is Blind Instagram account. The photos that they put out look like baseball cards almost. They're ju- it's so well done. And it doesn't take that much effort. But Bachelor still doesn't do that. Their cast reveal was just like some pictures off these people's Instagrams put in a big grid on Facebook. No, I, I think that they need to get with the times, honestly. They really do. Yeah, how do you, how do you think, you know... Other than whatever is going to happen in this Love is Blind season, I'm nervous. But I do think that we all love that show. And so does the nation. How do you think Bachelor can step it up to compete? How do you think it can go back to being as culturally relevant? You know, I think that everything, everything is like social media needs to be better, obviously. Like what you were just saying, Chad, um, I think that they need to start promoting their their contestants on Instagram mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, I mean, that's a really tough question, Lizzie. I mean, I don't know if they really can. It's not yeah. apples to apples, really, because it's like I do think that streaming is changing things for yeah. sure. And that's like goes back to the writer's strike. Uh, I I do think that they should probably get a Tyler Cameron. I, mm-hmm. I guess they can't afford him, but. Sorry, you want Tyler Cameron as the bachelor, not the host, to be clear. Uh, I saw that he yeah. wants to be the host. <laughs> That's the only way he'll do it. He'll be the bachelor if he can also be the host of the bachelor. Oh, I think they need to switch it up a little bit. You know, I really do. And like, you know, I think Joey's going to be great. Pay Tyler Cameron. Pay Tyler Cameron. Hashtag pay Tyler Cameron. A million dollars. I mean, they are doing something with Golden Bachelor. At least this is what it looks like to me from the promos. I believe they were still shooting the show on DigiBeta tapes, which is a technology that was like cutting edge in maybe 1998. Really? I think they were still shooting the entire show on that up to this point. Golden Bachelor, I think they have switched over. It has a much more contemporary look to me. I think they're going to try some things to kind of mimic Love is Blind a little bit to make it look more contemporary. But the thing where they're never going to be able to compete with Love is Blind is the conversations. When people mm-hmm. are talking about, like, on Love is Blind, like, abortion and things that mm-hmm. actually are conversations you have in an actual relationship, that never exists in Bachelor. And because it doesn't, I think all the relationships, at least as they're presented in Bachelor, take on this kind of uh, a level of falseness. Like, this is only for the cameras. That exists in The Bachelor. And I don't know how you you really compete with shows that can get around that, but well, there's a format. I mean, and what jogged my memory is on my first one-on-one with Ben, they pulled me aside and they're like, you really need to open up. Mm. We need your vulnerable story right now. Basically telling me he's probably going to let you go. Like it, there's like a structure, right? Mm. To the show. It's like, this is the the beat of the show. And the producers are really good at doing that. And you see it when you watch the yeah. show. You're like, okay, I know this week is going to you know, I need to open up or I need to tell him I love him. And maybe they need to shift that narrative. But it is, I would say, would you say PG-13 show, whereas these Netflix shows are able to bridge, you know, talk about those big topics. Yeah. And have cussing and nudity and all that. 
I mean, I had nudity on my season. Yeah. <laughs> Better skin play. <laughs> the promos for This Love is Blind, there's like fully a couple in a shower that you can see through the glass door basically having sex. People love that. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> But like they do the vulnerable stories, right? Like Kaylin Miller Keys are like saying like, you know, like stories like that yeah. where they, mm-hmm. what, what do you guys call that? The um, PTC. <laughs> Clues, I gotta be honest. I didn't know much about wine until we got First Leaf as a sponsor. And this is a wine club. Love to be in a club. They have amazing wines and exclusive perks. This is First Leaf Membership. I filled out the quiz. I answered these questions. They sent me the things that were tailor suited to me, including the Dita Akello 2022 mm. Shiraz Rose from Southeastern Australia. Shiraz. Rose all day, baby. It's one of my favorite types of wine. When you're celebrating, you know, February, the month of love, I love to have it. It'll be even better for springtime. Rose is the color of spring, I always say. But I'm thankful to First Leaf that I got to try it. With First Leaf, you get to choose when you want your box delivered and how often you get new assortments of wine. You get to be part of that wine club Pace Case was talking about, which is going to give you access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want wine pairing advice, you want to talk about the wines you're getting in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get that member exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Clues. I quit bras during the pandemic. I said no more. They're not comfortable. I'm being comfy as a lifestyle um, and I couldn't picture a bra that would exist that I would want to wear. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. They don't have underwire, they don't have bulky fabrics, and they are so soft. Basically feels like a second skin, which is the only type of bra I will be wearing in the year, year of our gore 2024. Mm-hmm. I got the crossover bra, the black runway one it has this cute like mesh that adds peekaboo mesh that adds this very sexy touch so it's like doesn't look like it's you know a comfortable bra but it is and i guess i'm a bra person again it turns out well congrats pace case i know it's a big step for you right Mm -hmm. now you can treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20 percent off at honeylove.com slash roses use that exclusive link to get 20 percent off honeylove.com slash roses. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support Game of Roses and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy 
known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> I'm not ready for the Golden Bachelor PTCs. I've already cried watching the promos. I'm like, hey, I'm look, crying thinking about I it. I gotta tell you, I don't care what they're saying on Golden Bachelor. They ain't got nothing on Love is Blind season five. I have never seen a season of PTCs like this. Every PTC, you're just like, uh, uh, uh. It's like a 10 part PTC, each part oh. more tragic than the last. I've never seen anything like it. They they cast people on this season specifically for their PTCs, and then this one other thing that they did, which is like, undermines the entire show, in my opinion. But um, even despite the undermining, this season is, it's fucking incredible. Their casting department, whoever's casting Love is Blind, you, those mm-hmm. people need a raise immediately because they put together a collection of people that is like this. It's like a jigsaw puzzle, but all the pieces fit together, no matter which way you arrange them. <laughs> like it's, the Queer Ultimatum. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh, you guys, I'm obsessed with Queer Ultimatum. It was great. So good. It was so Such good. great casting. So maybe they yeah. need to get them casting the Bachelor. It might be the same people uh, who do the Chris Colin shows, who do you know all oh. those uh, Ultimatum, Love is Blind, Perfect Match. But uh, I agree. Although, I don't know. This Golden Bachelor season seems to be cast very well to me. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag. I was a little surprised, especially if his celeb crush is Penelope Cruz. <laughs> mm. I love that you're Does... stuck on Penelope Cruz. <laughs> Wait, how old is Penelope Cruz? I mean, I think it's just like a physical type. I think that's like a pretty big tell that like that's his physical type. Dark oh, hair. interesting. How old Sandra Bullock? Because he thought she was age appropriate. Penelope Cruz is 49. Hard to picture she's 72. <laughs> Sandra Bullock is 59. See, he thought she was age okay. appropriate. So, so right there, he, he said he would 16. like to go to lunch with her and that he feels like the quality of conversation would be what he's looking for. With Penelope Cruz? With Sandra Bullock. Okay, Sandra Bullock. He's like, Sandy, I loved you in that movie, The Net, that came out in 1993. It was about the internet. That's what got me to get my first internet connection. Seeing you buy a pizza online. Um, all right. <laughs> Have you seen the promos for Paradise? Oh, yeah. I've watched them five times over. Slow-mo, all the things. Were you slow-moing the turtle coming out of the shell to Yeah, which the- part were you slow-moing? <laughs> well, I wanted to see who got hit by the wave. I just threw up. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> I got to get Ashley back on to talk about that. I mean, for sure. Yes. I, like, I, don't, I just don't know what they're doing with Paradise right now based on these promos. I'll, I'll reserve judgment, I guess, until I, I watch the, the entire season. But they are presenting Golden Bachelor as this prestige vehicle. All of these women are elevated. They have the photo shoot that looks like the fucking Oscar spread on Vanity Fair. Then immediately after that, you get one hour of that rammed right into a woman 
who uh, can't take a shit and they're making it look like a Ooh. turtle and it's just like, what are they doing on Paradise? I, I feel like any goodwill that they're going to get from Golden Bachelor is going to be immediately washed away with the waves as soon as Paradise mm -hmm. starts airing. And I don't understand it. What is your take on this? It's a lot for Thursday night. I think the switching from Monday to Thursday is going to be, a, I don't know, growing pains for a lot of mm -hmm. people. You know, I think after coming after the weekend, you love your Monday show. You look forward to it. You get your wine, you know. It's an extended version of the weekend. But I think I think it's going to do well, Chad. I, I don't know. You might disagree with me. I think that the older crowd that's going to be tuning into the uh, Golden Bachelor, they're not going to watch yeah. Paradise. I agree. I really don't think so. I think this is for the diehard fans. You know, there's been an off season for quite a while now, and I think people are going to eat it up. I do. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. Interesting. I think Paradise is not going to do well. I, they do have a lot of people from recent cast. I think Braden Bowers is going to dominate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they got another lead, Rachel Recchia, mm -hmm. which I think, you know, and she's been promoting the hell out of it. But I just think that later time slot's going to be hard. I, I can't wait. And I think, I don't necessarily think that the promo will indicate that it's a bad show. But it, but it does lend itself to what are these choices? It's not even just the poop thing. It's like, oh, look how funny that all these girls or this couple making out get splashed by a wave. And you see that over and over again. And it's like, this is very slapstick. It's like 1950s comedy, it feels like to me. I'm like, what? Is this all you have? I know. Why? Water splashing? It's even beyond it being like a, a bygone kind of tone in terms of comedy. It reveals to me that Paradise is still all about the producers making people's lives miserable. Mm -hmm. And that is never what we want in any of these shows. I don't understand why they don't get that. And I know Paradise is like supposed to be a little cheekier or whatever, but they have taken that idea that it's not as prestigious, that the tone can be relaxed. They have taken that and somehow morphed it into, we're going to make fake suitcases full of vibrators for people. We're going to have Ashley Iaconetti pissing in the sand. We're going to have a whole Ugh. segment about this woman who has constipation. Like that's None of that is fun or funny or good in any way. And if you're looking for a show to bring back these people who have stopped watching your fucking product because it got so bad during the bubble seasons. You, you have Golden Bachelor. This is a reset. Come back. Watch what we can offer now. And then you just fucking demolish it with a turtle poking its head out of a shell to try and mimic a turd coming out of a butthole. I think that, uh, I think that, you know, and I know my friend Alon, he was on my season and he was the one in early yeah. days of paradise. He did all the creatures of the week that you guys love. Claire. He Claire was Crawley. the one that showed, I forget who it was talking to a raccoon. That was Kirk mm -hmm. Crawley. So that was his invention. And so he's long gone mm. from that. So I feel like mm. they're trying to reinvent the wheel or recreate what he was doing. What they should do is get him back or get some of the, you know, if you want the format to be the same. But I think they've taken it a little too far. A little desperate. <laughs> but it's still like, I, I agree. And I the, the whole idea of like paradise, it's called Bachelor <laughs> in Paradise. The word itself means this is Shangri-La, everything you want here. It's great here. You want to be here. It's fun. Yet the exact opposite has become true. They now present it as yeah. we're going to torture these fucking people for two weeks. Ha 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 ha. No one likes that. 
I accept them, accept the producers. They enjoy doing it is what it seems like. I don't know. I, I just see that the um, the promos for it. And I'm just like, they have to start offering players dignity in paradise. They have to. Otherwise, wh- why are we watching? And they didn't learn their lesson from last season when they had Rodney Matthews yeah. uh, leaving sand and literally everybody had a group nervous breakdown. Like, we don't want that shit. And the ratings fucking tanked and the oh. ripping off costs so more. I saw this season they're going to put um, a truth box in into this Bad. season. That's going to be their experimental <laughs> mechanic. I don't know exactly what it is, but I assume it's going to be right on a piece of paper, some bad shit that you feel about somebody or whatever, and they'll make everybody read it. And it's just like, that's not what this is. You still want people coming out of this married. You still want people coming out of this saying, this was a good experience overall. And I just don't think you're getting it at this point. Speaking of Elon Gale, are you going to be watching? I know he produced the new FY Island. Yeah, F Girl uh, Island. Yes, we've been in cahoots. I was trying to get him on the podcast. F Girl Island with Katie Thurston. Well, that's F Boy. Oh, I thought she was on F Girl Island. He has a new one. Oh, where it's going to be women or the the players? Oh, sorry. So Katie's on F Boy Island. You're right. And then there is a new one, F Girl Island. Yeah. So um, for sure, I've been oh, in great. talks with him. He's going to get me some contestants to interview. He put me on the preferred vendor list. So, you know, a lot of... Yes, so I'm going to be watching. And then The Goat, mm. he did that as well. Grocery uh, Store Joe was on that. So we talked to him about that. He's just on fire. He's just doing all the shows. Um, proud of him. But yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be interviewing them. I can't wait to see what happens with Katie Thurston, man. She's got some gumption. She just keeps takes a hit and keeps on going. She is, I think, in, at least in the modern era, she's one of the players who like yeah. understands how to use this better than almost anybody else to stay relevant constantly. She's now the lead of another show. No. Like I have, we seen that before we've seen leads becoming a stand-up, which we've never seen anyone do. She must be out of contract by the way, because there's no way that they would do another network. Like that's like a big no, no. Oh, for sure. But that is something too, that the bachelor producers or ABC, whoever's in control of that, I would, I would argue that's probably going to be, NZK and Warner Brothers. Um, it's just a bad move. You want all your players yeah. to come out of your show and then maintain fame and become more famous. Like be Koof. Becca Koof. And sometimes I call people by their Instagram names. That's horrible. Dini Babies got married this weekend. I like their Instagram yeah. handles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like she just had a baby. She was the host of, you know, bachelor happy hour forever that's a perfect example they seem to have no problem burning bridges with the players who built the Mm -hmm. modern game and i just will never understand that uh rachel Lindsay is probably the best example of this just Mm -hmm. she gave them so many chances to do right by her and they never ever did it's unbelievable well look at chris harrison i mean i hate to say it that was a totally different situation but you know he told me when i did his podcast that he quit that it was his decision. Sure it was. There's no way that is true. There's absolutely no way that is true because he was so pissed about it. As soon as it happened, he was like, these guys, and he, even now, if you listen to his podcast with any regularity, he's comparing himself to other people who have been like in his mind maligned. He didn't absolutely did not quit. You're telling me he was like, listen, guys, I've had a good run, but I need to go my separate ways. And they're like, okay, we'll pay you $9 million to never say anything about where the bodies are buried. 
he absolutely was 100% fired. Whatever he says uh, to the contrary is, is a straight lie. I mean, that's just, that's as simple as it is. You think? He said that if Mike Weiss, now that he was gone, that he would consider being the host again. Oh, well, what would have to happen for that is ABC would have to consider him <laughs> ever working on their network again, which ain't gonna happen. <laughs> There's no fucking way. He is, I, I, I think he is uh, poison to network television. Mm -hmm. I don't think any network hires him. You might get him on a streamer in five years or something if he wants to come back. He will have lost relevance at that point. His best uh, course of action, I believe, is Texas state politics, and I still think he's going to do that at some point. Do you think he got Billy Bushed? Remember Billy Bush? <laughs> well, Billy Bush came back, though. He was obviously the one who famously was <laughs> in the Trump clip, uh, the bad Trump clip. But um, they gave him shots after that. Billy Bush did come back. But I think Chris Harrison is different. Billy Bush was like, uh, he was there saying bad shit, but he wasn't the target of that clip. That was Trump. With Harrison, he's you know. the target of the clip. He's the only one saying anything in that Rachel Lindsay interview. Like, there's nobody else to, to blame it on. He, I, I just don't ever see him coming back to network TV because network TV, A, probably won't even be around in five years, but B, uh, all they do in network TV is try to limit liability. And he's a giant liability. We'll see. I, I feel like everyone who gets canceled, almost everyone except the very top offenders end up having a comeback. So Yeah. And he has the number one podcast on across all podcasts, right? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, not, not anymore. He has slipped. But when he first came out, that uh, his podcast was huge. Um, speaking of huge podcasts and maligned characters within the nation, what do you think of Wells Adams? Man, what a good character. Yeah, I think that he's done well for himself. He yeah. married a celebrity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He is he is a staple on Bachelor in Paradise. I think people probably tune in to see him. Really? On BIP? I do. You think there are Wells Adams, like just straight fans who will watch anything Wells Adams does? They watch his pizza show? Yeah, I think, I, I think, I mean, I like him. I've never talked to him. I've never met him. Yeah. I do think it'd be good to mix it up. Hell, I would love to go down there and stir the pot a little bit and make some cocktails. <sighs> Courtney as bartender? Yeah, or I could be a barista. I don't care. <gasps> that would be you incredible. Know? I would love to like yes. get in there and like stir the pot a little bit. You know what I mean? Like like be the bar guy at the bar, but being like, no, you know, like mm. let's let it up. So anyway, um, but I think he's he's all right. I mean, I think people like get attached to the host. That's why I think when Chris left, you know, the ratings probably went down a little bit. People Certainly. get used to, they don't like change. That's, that's famous. Absolutely. People do not like change. Um, but yeah, I think he's a good one. But I do think that they could bring in more past guests. It looks like Katie Thurston's coming down. Yeah. Kate what do you guys think of Wells? I'd be curious because I see like your face, Chad. Look at you, Courtney. I see your face now. <laughs> what do you think? I, I forgot what I was dealing with here. You're an expert you at reading body language and <laughs> being able to tell what's going on. <laughs> I see you shrinking in your chair over there. <laughs> okay. This is my take on Will. I don't know the guy at all. I've never met him. I know literally only what I have seen on the show and, and some of his podcast appearances and things like this. And I've probably listened to more of his podcast appearances than most people have. Um, it seems to me Recently, too, this has happened within the last maybe six months. He has started to kind of uh, assert himself in this role of creative power in the franchise. Mm -hmm. 
all of his podcasts that he goes on, he talks about like, we made this decision to do and then they, you know, we made this decision and we made this decision. He's putting himself in line with the producers. <laughs> Is he does yeah. he have that amount of control? I don't think so. I think he's trying to like mm-hmm. pump himself up or something. And he also seems to be very fixated on the toilet humor and the punishing mm-hmm. of players as being a good thing. Yeah, he was upset that they cut it, that they put the the constipation thing in the promo because it was a spoiler for such a good moment. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't think he's that hands on. I think he's like Chris Harrison when he was hosting. They bring him in for the rose ceremony. That ceremony, that's it. They bring him in at the night portion of the when the drama is going down. He's not around all the time. Most of the time, he's probably sitting in his hotel room. Yeah. Getting room service. Let's be honest. Is my mm. my hot take. That's what I think. Is he's well. not around all day. Set, <laughs> yeah, he's getting treated like a host, like Jesse Palmer. And I think that in that maybe it's gone to his head a little bit, and that's why he's like we we. And that's actually smart uh, publicity, you know, to to position sure. yourself like that. Uh, but what is not? I think that's interesting. Hmm. I th- I think if anything, it, I don't know him at all either. <laughs> But I would think it would be the Sarah Highland marriage that would be right. the mm-hmm. the big change, you know, the financial stability, the going to the and A-list parties, like both, et cetera, et cetera. Him. I I would not but think it's the of bartender. How role, he's promoting the show and publicity. Maybe he did go on a podcast this past week and say something to the effect, don't quote me, this is not verbatim, but it is basically verbatim. He said, uh, I just like to sit back and watch the dumpster fire burn referring to paradise as a dumpster fire burning that he was Wowie. watching for entertainment. Yeah. That is somebody I think you don't want promoting your show, honestly. I don't think you ever want anyone calling your show the, a dumpster fire. <laughs> My jaw just dropped because, you know, I've been having on, on contract guests and, and with those, I have Warner on the line. And for the most part, they haven't made me take out a lot, yeah. but there was something that was said similar to what you just said, dumpster fire, that they made me take out. Interesting. Um, so exactly, hmm. I'm sure you got a slap on the wrist for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that's not a good look, to, like you said, to promote the show. And fun fact about Wells, I just listened to Chris Harrison had Tyler Florence on. He's randomly doing a podcast with Wells Adams. Hmm. Did who, you know that Tyler, Tyler Florence? Florence? He's a celebrity chef, and I know Tyler because I dated his brother-in-law for a couple of years. Hmm. Um, you know the the celebrity food truck race. Yeah. So Tyler mm. is doing a podcast with Wells. Interesting. I just thought it was kind of random, but yeah. uh, he was talking, hyping him up and what a great guy he is. And, you know, he's kind of more into the food space, it yeah. seems like. He's Pizzas. throwing himself into that. Pizza. He's more in the pizza space. Um, so interesting. Little fun fact. Well, Courtney, we've had a blast talking to you. We have one thing that we do on what is now going to be our, our Tuesday shows. Uh, we used to be our Twibbon. Now our Twibbon's on Tuesday. We do Screams from the Pit where we we descend Ooh. deep into the bottom of the pit and we talk about uh, potentially unhealthy ways that this show, our fandom, has taken over our lives, or at least humorous ways. So if you would indulge us, please scream away. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. 
dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, from the bottom of the pit, I've got two screams. Uh, can I do two? Absolutely. You can do as many as I'll you be need. Quick. Get it off your chest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this week marked the one year anniversary of my podcast, and I just am Happy just Annie. shocked. Thank you. And I'm, you know, I thought I was out of this world, and I am deep in it. I'm following the Clayton drama, the, you know, Michael story, everything. I'm, I'm thrusted back into this world. Crazy drama this week. I mean, and I'm just eating it up. I'm lapping it up. So it's just crazy. A year ago, I was kind of out of the world of The Bachelor. I mean, I still watch like, you know, like anybody else, but I am, I am completely back in it. So that's kind of was shocking to me. I've thought about how far I've come and <laughs> Here I am interviewing Brayden Bowers, you know, this ultimate villain. And Lizzie, I stole your uh, your look, the scarf. I had to. It was so brilliant. Coming up with the content. And then my other, let's see, my other screen, what was it? Oh, my dad. My dad was recently traveling through the Burbank airport and he called me and he's like, guess what? I just saw the Golden Bachelor. Oh, wow. And I'm oh, like, I was his first call. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, he's really tall. He, I noticed his hearing aids right away. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, my dad's here. He's flying out of the Burbank airport and he runs into the Golden Bachelor. I go, why didn't you go, go take a selfie yeah. and tell him that I was your daughter? I could have offered advice. So that's my uh, wow. kind of funny screen. Congrats to your dad. So you've dragged your your dad back in. Too. Oh, he's, yeah. Oh, he never left. Sure. Maybe it was the other way around. <laughs> he never left. Yeah. Well, he was like, shit, should I have signed up for the Golden Bachelor? Because yeah. I had teased him about it when it was coming out. Obviously, he's remarried, sure. but he's like, I could have done that. I would have been great for that role. Yeah. That would have been a great hometown. Jesus. I can't wait for the hometowns, by the way. Oh, I, know. I hope that the daughters and the siblings drill them. Yes, I, mm-hmm. I totally agree. I want to hear your screams because I, I have a feeling you've got that crazy look in your eye. I'll, I'll do mine first because <laughs> Clues has scared me with the tone describing his. So I'll go first. Mine's a little mini one. Okay. I, uh, you know, I've talked about that I, you know, I go to Minneapolis every summer where, you know, young country, Michelle Young. 
and I followed in her footsteps. I went to the high school where she and Joe Coleman did their like prom, fake prom date. I went to the Viking Stadium where she was actually she actually gave out a rose. She was part of some proposal with a with a fan at that game. And I just completed the Michelle Young Bachelorette tour with uh, I went to a twins game for the first time. Baseball team. You might remember from a little one on one date she had with Joe Coleman at the game. I don't remember Joe. And now I have visited those grounds. So you completed it. He was third place. He had a little scandal. So I have completed the the Michelle Young tour. Oh, I partied uh, at Big Island where she has also frequented. Uh, Yeah, so I think I've done my work. There might be some other ones I need to check off next summer, but that concludes the Michelle Young (laughs) tour. uh, And it's all I think about when I go to these places, you know? Yeah. Look at you go. I hope you documented Oh yes, the I mean it's it's hallowed ground, you know, everywhere, and it's the lens I view Minnesota through. Yeah, it would be hard for me to view it in any other way, too. I think. Um, congratulations on all of these screams, Courtney Pace case. But I have to say, uh, I think my scream is about to dominate the screams mm-hmm. from the pit today. Okay. <clears throat> As you know, Golden Bachelor is coming out this Thursday night. And this weekend, all across Los Angeles, and I believe they did this in New York too, the ABC marketing uh, department went all out. They took over three spots here in LA, uh, like little restaurants and diners and stuff, and they golden bachelorized them. I went Mm -hmm. to one of these. You can see uh, a little video I made of my experience going to Mel's Diner on Sunset out here on our Patreon right now if you want to check that out. But it was mind-blowing. The whole place, they covered the roof of Mel's Diner in gold foil. There's gold roses everywhere. Pictures of Gary Turner and all the players literally on every inch of the wall inside uh, Mel's Diner. Big screens oh with God. promotional thing. They've got projected gold roses up on the ceiling. It's just golded out. They had a gold fucking Mustang, classic uh, Mustang, sitting in the parking lot with a big golden bachelor thing, and you could take pictures. They had a photographer there, and they email you the thing, free golden milkshakes, all this shit, right? Um, my mind was blown. It was basically oh like uh, when I went to Bachelor Live on stage and saw how chintzy it was and just like thrown mm-hmm. together in the last minute. This shit is the opposite. This shit is the treatment the what show it deserves. It was absolutely fantastic. All that said, is that where my experience ended when I got in my Uber and went back home? No, it wasn't. Um, I went over, there was a guy, how do I even describe this? Everybody there who was working the event had on these gold or these uh, white shirts with gold, like shiny gold lettering that said Golden Bachelor across the chest. And some people were wearing golden jackets like satin jackets with a golden bachelor thing across the back and a little a little rose on the chest and so i walked up to uh one of the guys and he was like oh do you want to know how to get a free golden milkshake and he was trying to usher me over into the gold milkshake line and i said what i really want to know is how to get one of those jackets and he pulled me aside and he said um i get off work at uh seven and i I brokered a deal with this man 
<gasps> to get a golden jacket. And I met him in a parking lot at 8 p.m. and did what felt like an illegal drug deal to get <laughs> a golden jacket. And I'm going to put it on for you now. No. Stop it. Oh, my God. How much did you pay for this jacket? Oh, my God. <laughs> no way. <gasps> oh. oh, my yeah. Oh, my God. That is incredible. I'm so jealous. Well, you're not going to be jealous for long because I got a line on a second jacket. And I think I'm going to be able to get <gasps> one today. And it's yours, Pace Case. <gasps> what do you mean? You're in the black market for. <laughs> I am merch. now the the czar of the Golden Bachelor merch. <laughs> that is incredible. Adorable. Also, the fact that they're making like such a nice, detailed like fashion item to promote the show. That, look, and they didn't me, just have all those people in black T-shirts working. Let me show you some other items that I stole. I mean, uh, procure. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> Did you just bring like a giant sack with you? What is? Oh my gosh! I was wondering what By was up way, on Courtney, that top shelf. The horse on the top of his shelf. We bought that at an estate sale at Bachelor Mansion. FYI. No way! Yeah. Oh my god, that's such good tea. This was just the napkin at Mel's Diner, right? Oh my god! Okay. I mean, hungry for love. This was a little placard they had: special Golden Hour specials. As you can see, I stole that. This was the placemat, <laughs> which I stole. Okay, he puts you. the special. What did he say? He puts a special, an early bird. Like an early bird special. That doesn't. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, like diners will have an early bird special for people who come in there and they're like, "I want to eat breakfast at five. I know, but he puts the special in. I'll it? take the tuna melt. I used to get that at Mel's. It's bomb. These things, I don't think they cared about. These are disposable things anyway. But this, they probably didn't want me to take. It's a little. <laughs> it's a little placard. <laughs> That says Golden Bachelor. These are on every table. They also probably didn't give a shit. But gorgeous. Yeah. There you go. So that was my scream. I had a great experience. This is the best scream you've ever had. Perhaps. Thank you very much. Uh, I had a great experience. Finally, your museum has items. <laughs> this jacket, I, I shit you not. I pulled into the parking lot and I was like, this is some shady ass shit. <laughs> This man, uh -huh. I was like, if this goes sideways, I got to be able to get out of here. I was like checking my exits. Oh, and shit. But no, the, the, the guy that I met up with was very nice. You've done sketchier things for worse. I, it felt like in the early days of Pokemon Go trading. Meeting that guy to buy that Mr. Mime. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It felt like that to me. <laughs> oh, my. I got to bring yeah. you somewhere to like New York when I go get a Fooey, a fake Louie. <laughs> It sounds like you got the line on a new jacket, too. I can't wait. I hope you guys take a photo shoot together. Hopefully, I can I can uh, get it done for you, Pace Case. I think I'll be able to. But um, that is my scream for the day. And uh, that is all of our screams. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Courtney, for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Courtney, you're the best. Please. It's our pleasure. I'm, and I'm so happy to see that your podcast is thriving. I never doubted that it would for a second, but... Like, you've had former crowns, you've had ring winners, you've had everybody. Well, I so appreciate the encouragement. You know, there's some days where I feel like, ah, I'm just an imposter here. But uh, you guys have been excellent coaches, so. An imposter. I'm not worthy. An imposter. Oh, please. You're one of the greatest ring winners the game has ever seen. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I, thank you. I'll take that.
but I, I, you know, you're a great coach, Clues, because you sometimes I need to be reminded yeah. of that when I'm covered in shit and sleep, you know, sleepy. So yeah. I'm not a good coach when it comes to parenting, but I do know a thing or two about The Bachelor. <laughs> and uh, although none of these players can hear me, good luck to all the players who are currently shooting Bachelor season 28. If you know what I'm saying. Grazie a Your coach is proud of your work. I am at this point. Um, but thank you, everybody, for joining us. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,855 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 